also all things sound. Got it. Hi there. I'm Mark Sheldon, and this is The Road to Health, the podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Last month on The Road to Health, we started a look back at 20 years of Blue Angel Community Health Grants. Today, we hear from the first of our 2023 grantees, Johnny Cake Center for Hope. was two apartments, a three-bedroom and a one-bedroom, okay. and we've combined them and we're making a five-bedroom. Nice. So Johnny Cake has spent nearly 50 years serving Rhode Island. The center has made a big step towards housing and has begun to renovate three of the 15 to 19 units of service-enriched housing it plans to offer to local, low-income families experiencing unstable and or unaffordable housing. The noise you hear in the background is the sound of those spaces being built. I sat down with Executive Director Kate Brewster about the ambitious new project Johnny Cake has embarked on to address housing access in Southern Rhode Island. So Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Your agency is a recipient of a 2023 Blue Angel Community Health Grant this year. What is the grant supporting? So specifically, the funding will support renovations and upgrades to the first three housing units that we plan to provide to local families. So you're in one of them right now, and there's two others, one next door to this apartment. And we are also creating an apartment where our offices used to be prior to our move to our new facility around the corner. So tell me, Kate, how does this program fit into the scope of Everything else you do, other programs, broader mission, the whole shebang. So the Johnny Cake Center's mission, just to start off with, is to provide basic needs, resources, and hope to our community members. We currently serve the towns of South Kingstown, Narragansett, Jamestown, and Block Island. Most of our folks live uh, right here in South Kingstown and specifically in Peacedale. We really now focus on the social determinants of health, so health and wellness, education, economic security, all of those things that really go into a person's health. And not it's not just healthcare, right? We know that now. So much about your health are the other pieces of your environment. And housing is absolutely fundamental to a person's health and well-being. So we operate a food pantry. We provide lots of other programs. But what we were seeing in the last few years is uh, a growing number of people in this community unable to afford to stay here. And that only was exacerbated by the pandemic. So we had an opportunity to acquire some rental properties, which we did. And we are now fully underway renovating those so that we can provide affordable, safe housing for the people that we serve. So of all the things, we know that housing is absolutely key to a person's ability just to to function, to go to work, to go to school, to cook a meal. So we're so pleased that Blue Cross is now making the investment in housing, knowing that it really is fundamental to a person's health and their success in life. And that's why we are we are doing this work. So we've talked about the work. Let's talk about the people. Tell me a little bit about the community that you serve. So every year, approximately 2,000 people come to us for some form of assistance. Some maybe only come once, some we see all the time. We have 40% of our population are children that we serve, another 20 are seniors, and the rest are adults. Many of the folks that we serve are working, 
they're just making very low wages and cannot afford to meet their basic needs without both public and private assistance. They're working here in the grocery stores, at our healthcare facilities, and full-time, sometimes two jobs. We've got lots of folks who might be on a fixed income, our seniors, people with disabilities. So those are folks that come to us because they need a little extra help, some more than others, and we do whatever we can. Our motto is here to help, and we really do take the person in full consideration. And if we can't provide a service ourselves, we will refer them to one of our community partners. Housing is, is a new avenue for you, and you, you jumped feet first in with multiple projects in the works to be rehabbed. Can you talk about the center's evolution and what made this the right time for you to get into the housing space? I think the great thing about the Johnny Cake Center has always been that we just respond to the needs as we see them. We have flexible funding in many ways, and we can just do what we think needs to get done. So as I said before, we were seeing a growing number of people coming into our offices, being displaced from their their homes where they'd been for a long time. We have a very popular community here. It's, you know, we now have college kids increasingly living in, in South Kingstown. We've got people renting their homes as Airbnbs, people buying second homes, and it's really placed a strain on the market. So we were seeing this growing need. At the same time, two local nonprofits that had been in the housing space were dissolving and both offered us their real estate. Uh, we were able to acquire four multi-unit buildings from the Welcome House Homeless Shelter and we were able to acquire one three-unit building from the Washington County Community Development Corporation. So we took those and we are investing heavily in renovating them, getting them up to code, and making them a very special place for these families to move into. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. You're doing it's it's amazing work that's going on here. You're not building studio apartments or even one or two units. Can you talk about the decision to create four? five-bedroom yes. housing units. So there is very little stock in this community for families. And if you look at the town, the town of South Kingstown's affordable housing list of properties that are legitimately considered affordable, there are 600 of them. Only 160 of those are deemed as family housing. So we decided that this apartment that's next door to us, for example, was two units. It was a three bedroom and a one bedroom. We're combining that to be a five bedroom. We have lots of families that, you know, have two or three or four children. We have grandparents raising grandchildren, multi-generational families. And we just know from the people that come through the door that that's where the greatest need is. We have so many people who are underhoused. One of the families that we are moving into the space where our offices used to be, which will now be a four bedroom, two bath, they have four children, two parents, and they're living in a two-bedroom. It's just, you know, it's it's not big enough. So our commitment is around three, four, and five-bedroom units. So as families start to move into their new homes, they'll have a space of their own. But that that's just a start. Can you talk about the other benefits to living in the community that, yes. that you guys are building. So we're building service-enriched housing. We don't want to just be landlords. That's the worst part of all of this, quite frankly. We want to be a place where people who really have goals for their family can live and be supported in achieving those goals. So first thing, you know, we will provide all these families with a computer, a printer, and Wi-Fi. Kids can't go to school. Parents can't check on their kids 
apply for jobs, do anything without a functioning computer and printer. So that's a commitment that we will do. We will also be providing all of the utilities in the space. We will also offer them every service that we can, whether it's sending their children to summer camp, whether it's joining our credit building program. These families will have absolute access to all of our regular services. As I said earlier, we will refer out to our partners like Thundermist and other agencies in the community. And we also want to build a community of our renters. So we will eventually start a tenants association where maybe we'll get together every quarter, maybe it'll be every six months, but folks will come together. We'll have a meal at our new building. We'll talk about, you know, what's wrong with the apartments? What could we fix? What could be better? Things they might want to see, but it's also just to help people socialize and get to know their maybe right next door neighbor a little bit better and have developed some healthy relationships and a community where these folks get to know each other and can count on each other in a time of crisis. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we're done? No, I can really just say that it's amazing to have Blue Cross, a health insurance plan, recognize how important housing is and to make their investments in brick and mortar you know, new new flooring, we're getting new countertops in here next week. Those things are important. And this community has really been hit hard by the housing crisis. I know that this is a national issue, but in our little community, we just have pressures that some other communities don't. And, you know, the largest um, minority community that we serve is the Native American community. About one in five of the folks that come through our doors are tribal members or, or of Native descent. And this is their homeland and they're being displaced. And that's something that we're trying to prevent as well as everybody else who's been, you know, in South County for a long time. It's, it's sad to see people have to leave because they can't afford to live here. So our goal really is to keep folks here who have been here. It's kind of a requirement. The only people that we're really even considering right now for this are folks who are South Kingstown residents who have children in our schools who, who want to work on some goals and want to do that with us. And we're really excited to get this project finally off the ground. Kate, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, that'll just about do it for this special episode. The Road to Health is a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. It's produced and hosted by me, Mark Sheldon, and Mason M is our sound engineer, with additional support from Yasmin Diaz. I'd like to thank our guest, Kate Brewster, from the Johnny Cake Center for Hope. We hope you'll join us for more episodes in this series as we look back and forward on the impact of the Blue Angel Community Health Grant during a year-long celebration. Special thanks to Mel Kuhn, Jasmine Arnold, and Carolyn Belial. Be healthy, be well, and keep your eyes on the road.